friends, are you unsure of what to say on social media or what to even send in your weekly emails? Well, what if creating content could be easy? Would you be looking for a shortcut to creating consistent content? Yes, consistent content, because you know consistency is key. Well, let me tell you, you are not alone when you feel like you're struggling on what to post or what to write in emails. And we know that you have that product part of your business down. But as you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know that to get more people to your products, to buy your products, you need to create great content. Oh, I know, I see. I keep saying content, and that's the dreaded C word. And we can't tell you how many product bosses tell us that they want to create great content for their audience and their customers, but they don't know what to say, or they are so busy they can't find the time, or they really, really, really don't want to be the face of their brand. Well, no worries, because that's exactly why we created a year of content. It is your shortcut to creating consistent content that resonates with your audience and brings more loyal customers who can't wait to buy your products. If you want to see how easy this is and how easy it is to create content for your audience and your customers, head to www.ayearofcontent.com. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlo-Sitep. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. It's Jacqueline Snyder. Hey, everybody. Mina Kuno Sitep. And we are the co-hosts of the Product Boss Podcast, and we're so excited for another episode with you today. So this is going to be somewhat of a pep talk for all of you, right? Yeah. Go ahead. A reinforcement, I think, Mm -hmm. you know? Because something that Mina and I have challenged ourselves on and challenged each other to do in the last few years of us being partners and working together and building this beautiful business is for us to think bigger. And we want to talk to you all about it. Why right now, even when things might feel hard, why now is the time for you to think bigger. Right. Um, and I think that sometimes it does not come naturally to people. And I think that they get scared of it, thinking bigger. So we kind of just wanted to have a very organic conversation about what it means to be thinking bigger and um, why, it's, why it's time. Yeah, why it's time to think bigger, right? So when you think about thinking bigger, have you always felt like you always thought bigger than everybody else around you when you were a kid? So what's funny is I was going to ask you a very similar question. So this is like an interview for each other. So let's, <laughs> let's interview each other on this concept of thinking mm-hmm. bigger. I think that when I was younger, I definitely didn't think I was thinking bigger, but I thought outside the box. So I was always thinking and I was always creative. And for me, you know, I was raised by entrepreneurs. And so I, when I was in fifth grade, created lip gloss with Vaseline and face paint I would try and sell it to my friends. Like the concept of making something and selling it. Or I'd face, I had face paint. I was an artsy kid. And then I, I would face paint at my sister's birthday parties because my sister's 10 years younger. 
And then I would offer myself to be hired out by her friend's parents. And I was like, Jackie's wacky faces. <laughs> and $20. Trademark, by the way, do, yes. not, do not try to take that. Don't try to take my face painting business. <laughs> and I remember making like a little card and it was, and it was like 20 bucks. And then I actually took my painting skills. And later on when I was in high school, this is the time that people used to paint their ceilings or their walls. Like look, it looked like sky on your ceilings. Uh-huh. And so I had painted my entire bathroom. I don't think I've ever told you this story. I'd painted it day and night. So half of it was like the day with the sun and half of it was the night. Oh, cool. And then my friends, my friend told her mom and her mom had a little kid that she wanted. And so they paid me to come paint the ceiling and look like clouds, right? So I think that... I will say compared to all of my friends, I was the only one coming up with creative businesses and exchanging money for a service or a product. How about you? I think yes, but in a totally different way. Like um, definitely I always knew and probably because, you know, coming, we came from nothing, both of us, right? But for me, I always felt like I was dreamy and made for more, but I never knew what it looked like. I never knew it was, that I would create a business or that I would um, even exchange money. Like money didn't actually come into my brain that way. It was more so that I knew that I was going to do something big, like the American dream big, but, and then be able to take care of my family. And that required a lot of money, but it was never in the way that I never really, that didn't click in my brain of how I was going to do it. You know, when I think about when I've asked you this question before, and we can talk about it now, I sometimes reference, you know, when a little kid is a little kid and they people say, what do you want to be when you grow up? A lot of times kids say like, I want to be a ballet dancer. I remember I uh-huh. wanted to be a marine biologist. Uh-huh. Um, some people say they want to be astronaut or the president. And I said that to you and I said, well, you know, like when you were younger and they said you could be anything. That wasn't the case for you, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I always knew I could be anything, you know. You knew, but your family didn't encourage it. No, no. It was, but they didn't discourage either. It was more so like they recommended and pushed us into normal academics, you know, traditional schooling, because they knew that if I had a degree, I would be able to be a doctor or a lawyer or more so a doctor, let's say, not so much a lawyer because, you know, um, I don't know. You know, they didn't they didn't bring that up that much, but they knew that and even working in corporations, they they knew that I could go work for somebody and make a lot of money. But it wasn't very specific. Like in my mind, you know, when I started thinking about what do I want to be and even in 3rd grade I remember being in the young writers club and thinking I want to be a writer. But I didn't express that I wanted to be a writer. I read a lot. Like I read the entire Nancy Drew series, every single book. And I remember that. And I remember creating a series myself, you know. And, you know, I really like gravitated towards like detective books because I was figuring things out. And I could easily see where the book was going to lead me. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I figured out the plot before it happened, you know. And so it's funny where we end up, but... I always just, it was very wide open and, um, but always internal because I did not, I knew that my, obviously my parents, you know, even if I, I knew that I would appease them even if I married well, I guess. But I guess you know? where I'm trying to go with this is that the idea of being surrounded by people who encourage you to think bigger, yeah, think bigger and model it. So yeah, if, it's what I do with my kids, right? Right. You know, so like I think for for me now, 
we have open conversations about it. And I think back then, the reason why I wasn't able to think bigger was because we just didn't talk about it. Right. And maybe your parents, and I mean, the thing is, is that your parents thought bigger because they, they fled slash immigrated to a whole Mm -hmm. other country and had to rebuild their lives. There are other people who maybe would have never been able to conceive changing everything. Yeah. And so you were modeled people starting from scratch somewhere and that Uh you could build from nothing, right? So maybe it wasn't taught that you were like, yeah, I mean, one day you as an immigrant can be, you're not, you're you're born in America, (laughs) but you could be president of America. Oh gosh, definitely not. Right, so exactly. (laughs) Like they didn't, they put maybe a cap on on to you what they thought you could be. Oh, absolutely, you know. So, so when we're, when we're, so if we all can think back to our childhood and all of us think back to the input that we were getting from people around us, some people, some of us were lucky to have people that were uber encouraging. Some people were lucky enough to have people model that. And some people had people telling them it wasn't possible for them because of that person's own life experience, right? Maybe someone, you know, um, maybe a mom that was like a single mom that had a hard, like a hard life and had to do a lot of things couldn't see it for their child. Or yeah. maybe they could and they did everything they could to have a different even, option for Even them. the way they word it, right? Like the other day, my daughter, she started an art shop business. I think I've mentioned this in a different podcast episode. My husband said something. Do we have a website to buy from it? <laughs> no. <laughs> my husband said something about um, how, because she sold, she sold some stuff at Thanksgiving. And she got like a first sale from my brother-in-law, my husband's brother. And and then she went upstairs and and my husband said something like, oh, that's cool that she's getting her first sales because, you know, I don't want to be supporting a starving artist. And I mm. said, I don't want you to say starving artists together because I know so many artists that make lots of money. They get to, you know, live passionately about what they want to do. And it has nothing to do with the fact that starving has to do with artists because that's what we get taught, you know? Right. That is so powerful. I think thinking about that and the language we use, because yeah, that's a cliche that was brought up. I went to art school, everyone. I have my bachelor's in fine arts. And I have multi-million dollar business. Yeah, you're not starving, right? Even, you know, like there's so many, you just have to learn how to un- uh, like take the lid off of the fact that it's not actually a starving artist. You can make it so much money as an artist as long as you find your way there, you know? Yeah, or as long as you sell your art. Um, yeah. you will be a starving artist if you don't sell it or, <laughs> yes. you know, there's people yes. who are perfectionists. There's other reasons. It's not the being an artist part, which is right, why people right. aren't successful. So when we talk about our childhood, let's all take a minute And if you are all journaling, you want to get a journal out and reflect on maybe a time in which you were younger and either someone encouraged you to think bigger. It could have been from seeing it. Maybe you had an aunt that had her own business and she was doing really well. I think you had a really successful aunt. My husband has a really successful aunt. Now she's very traditional in that she had like engineering degree, that sort of thing, you know? So she was like the first like millionaire, you know? And for them, it's like, see, told you, 
can make millions being engineer slash MIS person, you know, um, that's like a computer person. Obviously, I know nothing. Um. <laughs> but 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 that's an example, right? So there was yeah. a woman in your family. So all of you yeah. might think, but we also hear from people saying like, my grandfather was an entrepreneur. Like maybe yes. your parents yes. weren't, but there's someone. So think of someone that Some encouraged- Some sort of influence. Yeah, that encouraged you to think bigger, whether it was through modeling behavior or they might've said something. Now think about someone in your life that maybe put a cap on how big you could think. That mm-hmm. is trying that tried to keep you small, or maybe they didn't mean to keep you small, but it was something like what your husband said. He was not trying to be hurtful at all. But yeah, he's his own fear. It's his own stories. Yeah, you know. So I think let's reflect on that. Now let's talk about where we are today. And yeah. you and I, I think, would not have been as successful as we are had we not thought bigger. But I think I'll I'll just say for myself, I had no idea how I, I have time over time blown my mind with what we've accomplished, what we've created, the community we've built, the results our students have gotten. And the cherry on top that we've always said is the revenue that we've created that is changing our, our lives, our family's lives, the legacy we're leading. But before ever generating the revenue, I would have never thought that this business would reach millions of people globally and help millions of people make millions of dollars I mean, collectively. I still, I still don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, product bosses, you made it to January. Congratulations. And as you start to wind down and recover from the holiday season, it's so important to focus on working on your business instead of working in your business now. Right. And we say it all the time. Working on your business is just as important as working in your business. And one of the best ways to work on your business is to start moving things off of your plate so that you can spend more time in your zone of genius. But how, right? So one of the easiest ways to move things off your plate is by using a system and using a software that helps track your marketing, your sales, your customer information all in one place so that you don't have to worry about it and you're able to find that information in a breeze, especially when you get back into being busy and working inside your business. This is legit everything I've ever needed (laughs) to be all (laughs) in one place, okay? So we have a solution for you, which is why we're so excited to talk about HubSpot, which is an all-in-one CRM platform that helps you and even your team do the best work of your lives, right? Makes it so much easier. And that's because it's a powerfully connected system that gives you one solution. HubSpot is easy for your entire team to use so that all of you can focus on what matters most, your customers. Right. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow even better at HubSpot.com. Hey, Product Boss. I'm just going to jump in real quick to interrupt this episode because we have something really special coming for you. Now, you know that Mina and I host free workshops and free challenges multiple times a year to support you as you grow your product-based business. And they are totally free. Now, we want to encourage you to think bigger. We want to encourage you to join a community that is also trying to think bigger. That's going to be there to support you when things get hard and also cheer you on when you get those really big wins. Okay. Because Mina and I are here to help you build a dream life beyond your wildest dreams. All right. So we're hosting a free workshop series. It is called the product boss's guide to your best year yet. And we're sharing some of our biggest tips and tricks 
for you to have a breakthrough year in 2023. And the first workshop kicks off January 19th. So if you want to get in for free, just head to theproductboss.com slash best to save your spot. And we're going to grow together this year. We are going to help you and encourage you to think bigger this year. You will no longer feel alone. So again, head to theproductboss.com slash best, or you can click the link in the show notes and we'll see you inside. When you start thinking bigger, and this is, I've been really, really into law of attraction these days because I'm rereading that book. It's like a masterclass book that I found at Target. And I really believe that when you start thinking bigger, you attract bigger things right? And so I think that there's an attraction thing to myself and Jacqueline even, right? So like in this world, because I thought a certain way, somehow it attracted me to you and you to me. Because neither of us say, no, that's not possible. Right. We Mm -hmm. say, let's figure it out and let's try it. And then we also insert ourselves into environments that do the same things where it's like constantly, it's like, you know, I'm lifting the lid for you. You're lifting the lid for me. And we're doing it for a bunch of other people. And then all of a sudden, everybody's lids are lifted and there's actually no limitation. And I I can't remember who called it brainstorming, but I bet you've always been good at brainstorming. Same with me. And you've always loved brainstorming. Ton of ideas. Yeah. And so for (laughs) all of you, there's a reason why you gravitate towards myself and Jacqueline, right? We've attracted you because you've probably loved brainstorming. And I heard somebody phrase it as, blue sky brainstorming. And I was like, that's exactly how I, I like it hits with me very well of like, that's exactly what I feel like I'm doing in brainstorming is like, it's the blue sky. What could happen? How big could it get? There's no limits, you know? And I think that we start to like, I was attracted to you. You're attracted to me. We're attracting this. There's a reason why all of you are listening to this. There's something about what we say and something that we speak that is attracting you to us that you need in your world, you know? So I think that that really is like, like I said, I'm very into law of attraction these days because I'm rereading the book. But I think there's something to that too. Big things attract big things. So for so long, for over a decade, I had my own business by myself with just the people who worked for me. Um, constantly like feeling like I'm going to reach burnout. <clears throat> Felt really alone in the decisions I was making. Had a couple colleagues that I was sort of friends with that I could talk or complain to. But it's lonely and you feel like you're figuring it out all on your own. Now, when I met you, so if we want to talk about you all out there listening to us and what we're going to help you get to is for you to think bigger, is first and foremost, we found each other. Mm-hmm. So one-on-one, we used to call ourselves biz besties. Um, we found a biz bestie that could speak the same language. We talked product. This is the origin of the product boss. Um, and you were there for me in a weird, hard time for me because I was thinking about shutting down Cuffs Couture which was my product company. Mm-hmm. I was um, needing to, I was bi-coastal and having to fly back and forth and trying to manage a consulting business bi-coastally. And I found you and, and you and, were- And two kids. Oh yeah, I forgot. I also had a <laughs> forgot baby. forgot about that kids, toddler. those kids that you had to those, take across the country every time. <laughs> that needed me. So, I ha- and you had a little kid too. You had a two-year-old and then um, your daughter was a little bit older, but uh-huh. it was finding that camaraderie of someone else to bounce things off of and then to help me think bigger, for me to think what could be possible. Because when you're all stuck in your own tunnel vision of the same 
thing. And, and what Mina talked about with the lifting the lid, you lifted the lid and shone some light on other options, other opportunities, other ways of thinking about it. You didn't solve it for me. I had to solve it myself, but I could kind of, as they say, see the light. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, similarly, right? Like I think that it's really hard when you don't have that support. Um, You know, let's say your husband doesn't do that for you and you're in a team with your husband, but sometimes it takes um, a specific person saying something in a specific time and you to be in a specific receivable way that you're like, ooh, I get it. Now my mind gets that. Now my lid can be popped off. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that we, it can't just be, I think that's why it's so important to be in a community mm-hmm. um, versus you by yourself versus you just in a partnership. Even, you know, even with myself and you, right? We think bigger because we put ourselves in very expansive situations and masterminds what we're with other people. And it's not just like we're getting tunnel vision with just me and you even. Which you know? for a couple of years we did, right? Like yeah. we started the business and we took what we knew from expansive individual situations And then you and I kind of expanded. Then we went back out and we went to other like in-person events. We studied other other coaches. You and I share podcasts back and forth all the time to align us in in thoughts. And then we jumped over to, um, you know, we've taken courses together and expanded our minds on like courses and programs and what's possible. We never would have started a course business, which Multi-Stream Machine has helped thousands of product-based business owners make millions of dollars collectively over across the world. That would have never happened had you and I not put ourselves in a situation that encouraged us to think bigger and just ask ourselves, what would it look like if we created a program? What could possibly happen? We wouldn't have impacted so many people and helped them generate so much money. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I'm going to wrap this up in a bow um, for this end part of this. And here is what I really want you all to know. Thinking bigger, people get tripped up over that because they feel like there's an expectation that thinking bigger means that you want more or whatever. And it's feel you feel judged upon. But really, thinking bigger means that you're attracting this bigger way of thinking in order for you to grow. I think that I've been able to grow because, oh my gosh, so much because I have Jacqueline in my life, grown against my will. (laughs) Against my will. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) But you know what I mean? And I think that when you're lifting the lid and you're around people that lift the lid for you and they support you, you grow personal growth-wise that overflows into your life. And I think that that's what bigger thinking does. It allows for you to grow in an unlimited way, not in riches, I mean, not in money, but in who you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you make money, which is the icing on top of thinking uh, 100%. bigger. 100%. Then you can think bigger. Because <laughs> it affords like, you options. Right. And then you think about how do I use this money to keep yeah. improving my life, my lifestyle? How do I take this, this, this revenue that I've made to continue thinking bigger, impacting bigger, doing bigger things. So this is what we encourage you all to do. You're here at The Product Boss. So you found community. We're here to encourage you to think bigger. We want you to find community. So whether it's The Product Boss business community or anywhere else, we've created the Bestseller Secrets Challenge, which has a community to come into and start to just think Totally free too. Yeah, Think bigger. Come hang out with us in January and February. Come see how you can actually expand your mind a little bit to think, 
you know, maybe it was that Etsy mentality of making all the things and saying there's no possible way I could create a six-figure business if I stop making all the things and I go all in on something. And we're going to show you that it is possible because we want to encourage you to think bigger because now is the time not to think small. It's the time to think is what is possible and who can I be around that is going to continue to encourage me because what I want to wrap with on this part, Mina, is that if you don't have that support where you are in your town, in your community, in your own home, come over to us or we'll support you no matter what. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're here for you and we'll see you inside the challenge. All the links are in the show notes and think bigger, my friends. See you inside everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.